0: This podcast contains swear words. Hello and welcome to Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, a podcast about art making, creativity, not giving up, and living well in the process. And although I'm coming from the perspective of the performing arts, the themes and issues discussed here apply to all of us. Whether you consider yourself an artist or not, life is a creative act. I'm your host, Teresheim Friedenberg, a choreographer, actor, dancer, writer, director, and educator living on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, tsleil and Squamish nations on the west coast of Canada. In today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Great palava we are all in right now. I'm recording this on March 19th, 2020, in the midst of a pandemic. Who thought ever, when you were like eight or nine, oh gosh, I wonder if I'm going to live through a pandemic. Just never crossed my mind. Cold War, that was still a little bit of a thing. Um, you know, hurricanes, that sort of thing. Um, but not a pandemic, so so this is new. Um, you might be listening to this in your home, probably. Um, this is a good time to catch up on on your podcast. So if you haven't listened to the previous ten episodes of Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne, well, now's a good time. In this episode, I am going to share with you an interview I did a few weeks back before things got totally mental, with an amazing artist named Melanie Yates. Melanie is a dramaturge. She's an actor. She's a playwright. And she's one of those people that the first time I met her, I just like fell in art love with her immediately. You know when you meet somebody and all of a sudden you just like a couple exchange, a little intro from a friend, and you're like, oh, my God, we have so much to talk about. Are we going to be best friends? So she's she's one of those people to me. But before we kick off with that, I just want to remind all of us to to take care of our creative selves in this time. I know it's about a week in um, to real isolation. Um, all my jobs have been canceled um, or postponed. Hopefully, you know we all are hopeful. But we really don't know. We really don't know how long this is going to last. I'm recording this from my mother's closet. And we are staying with my parents, although now I'm feeling guilty because they're older. Um, So we could have, you know, we could have infected them, but we haven't. Um, So anyway, what are we doing? To Kind of feel normal. We're trying to keep a schedule that's helping. Schedules help me so much. I got to say, getting dressed, putting on a little bit of makeup or at least having clean hair, that helps a ton. Getting outside also helps a huge amount. So think about what you can do to not go batshit crazy, really. You know, reaching out, um, phone conversations. I've got a list of people I've a phone and just, you know, have a good chinwag, like in junior high. And I would do my homework and have a phone conversation and watch Three's Company all at the same time. So I can probably have a, you know, mental health sustaining phone conversation during a pandemic. I can, I can hopefully manage that. Um, But we know, we know nothing about how this is going to play out. And before I kick off with, with Melanie, I just want to um, alert you to the next podcast. I'm going to try and get one out fairly quickly to go over the, the the six art police assignments that I have so far. They're between episodes four and episodes nine, and I'll go into some depth in the next episode, but if you haven't listened to those episodes, there's some good assignments to just like keep you in your creative self, which really can make us feel so much saner and healthier and give us so much more hope. There's also some great artists out there um, putting things up, live feeds, putting up videos of old work, videos of past rehearsals, videos of themselves dancing in their living rooms or outside. Thank God we can still go outside. On that note, we're going to launch right into this conversation with the fabulous Melanie Yates. Now, it starts off right away. There's no, there's, no, uh, there's no prep for us. And I apologize for the sound quality. It isn't perfect, but it captures her fantastic joie de vivre and her hilariousness and her sparkle. She's a sparkle. We start off right away talking about the stress and relentlessness of always having to shop ourselves around as performers and artists.
1: Like, it's refreshing, right? To just not have, not have people be kind of thinking like, oh, they could give me a job all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think there's so much in our
0: industries where people are... Like, shopping themselves all the time.
1: Because we have to. Like, be you know, and, and, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, being a performer is an essentially disempowering position. Yeah. It is, like, absolutely and functionally disempowering. So you have to constantly work against that. And do you mean, like, performer as in, like, performer for hire?
0: Yeah. 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 Um, I totally agree. When I was doing, um, this was a couple years ago, um, doing choreography, and I realized, now I think the culture is changing a little bit, but I realized, and it broke my heart, that all these wonderful, talented actors are constantly auditioning, whether they are actually auditioning or whether they are just, like, in rehearsal, in tech, in like, they're just constantly, like, am I going to get another job? Am I going to get fired from this job? Am I? So it's constantly, you're never able to really relax and just
1: be your creative self. Yeah, it's super hard. And and I, and it's not just like, like the gig thing is, that's hard, right? To To, yeah, to be a gigging artist is hard. But I think there's something about when your livelihood depends on how much people want to have your body in the room, like mm. right, and it's mm. and it's and it's all about like what they think your body is good for, right? So that's whoa, it's complicated. That's right? super complicated. Like certainly true in dance, super complicated. Yeah, and, it, and it's true. I think it's it's true in in theater and dance, um, increasingly in opera,
0: okay. right? Like it used. Yeah. I think
1: it used to be like. I think it used to be a lot about voice overall, but now there's more and more of um, a demand for opera performers to be more theatrical to be, able, to be able to be really good actors, also. Right. Which I think was not always the case. No. Uh, I was like, like, "Do you sound fantastic? Terrific? Let's that's dress what you it's up. About. You're yeah. good. Right. And, and you just and you park and you honk and you do your thing. Right. <laughs> you park. You roll you up. Honk. You park. You honk. And you, and that's all. And now. You know, now, especially like with new uh, repertoire, they yeah. want these opera singers who these, are these amazing technicians and these amazing artists, musicians, yeah, right, who work with the instrument that is their voice. Now they also have to be good actors, which is not the same thing. Not at all. And then also to say like, well, you don't really look like a Mimi because you're fat. So, you know, Mimi's like fat people aren't loved. I mean, and for me, of course, this has always been my thing as an artist, and it's and as a human being, feminist person, has been running up against that, uh, like, uh, yeah, running up against the expectation around fatness and, and bodies, and so I feel like the oh, like most of my work as a Performing artist, Mm -hmm. and and also sadly, a lot of my work, even as a director, yeah, has been about trying to get into the room, and then once I'm in the room, going, okay, now hold up, okay, so what if, (laughs) what if, fat people were also human beings? Oh my god! (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, I know it's bananas. Like, let's think outside the box. But what if, you know, fat people did things like, I'll speak, have feelings, have relationships, be something other than odious objects in the room. (laughs) Right? And like, and a lot of the response has been like, oh, that's, that's, that's you're such a brave little toaster for suggesting that. No, but... Thanks for coming out. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I really want to be in the room when you do that. It's it, well it's more like it's more explicit now uh, like yeah. now that I am a middle-aged person I'm like um what a gift. now I'm I'm really yeah if I feel I feel death lurking you yeah. know Yeah. maybe hopefully like 40 45 50 years hence but still oh yeah It's closer spectre, than it was. Spectre of death. <laughs> It's like, really? Are you going to waste time just trying to be nice? Be less nice. No. And just say, hey, how about this? Yes. How about human beings are also fat? And human beings are interesting theatrically. Absolutely. There you go. Mm. Fat people might be interesting theatrically. What? And also, mm. just humans. Look, Look at the, the math. Yeah, it's weird. Look at the math. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that, that is also, that happens in, in all All areas, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I
0: think it's really important to observe or acknowledge that regardless of whether you're in front of the camera, behind the camera, on stage, off stage, the stage minute, uh, that that is like that the whole, this whole body image thing that I'm so into right now. um, Well, and I guess ever since I actually inhabited my body, it's Mm -hmm. been a thing. Um, that if we, if we just acknowledge that it's always there, that this is something we have to like, we have to start poking holes in it. Yeah. So it doesn't, well, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I, I had a a very smart friend talking about his daughter, Mm -hmm. beautiful little preteen person. It's like, oh yeah, well she's, you know, she's doing dance and well, she's got the physique. And I just like, there is one as all there is one physique (laughs) for dance. And I just like, I was like, okay, am I going to go there? Am I going to go down this road? I'm not going to go down there right now, but it just like, it really like got in my craw and just that whole idea. So then I think of what breaks my heart is I think of all these people who are dancers and because they don't have the, giant air quotes dancer physique, yeah, wherever the fuck that is. Yeah. I mean we know what it
1: is. We know what the accepted thing is. Yeah. Um, and it feels like there's like a subset that's just for ballet. Oh yeah. Right. That's, like there's like there's like all of dance, yeah, which has that. And yeah. then there's also like the specialness of ballet in yeah. that too. Totally.
0: Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's getting more and more extreme too. Like the things oh, they do with their bodies is is becoming more extreme.
1: So yeah there's being a, demanded of yeah. these artists yeah who are mostly very young yeah and it is shocking, shocking female female young it is a shocking how young they are because oh like I, I just like i i i really love like i i'm a i'm a fan of dance and i love i i do really love great contemporary ballet mm-hmm. and so like seeing some of the stuff that ballet bc has done mm-hmm. and some of those performers just seeing this like extraordinary maturity and just like just they're they're just extraordinary artists and you them do this like crazy hard stuff yeah and then you see them in the real world and they are tiny babies they are tiny they're both tiny and babies they're tiny super (laughs) smart incredibly (laughs) disciplined
0: babies yeah 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 and um i mean and i i love it you know, I have a you know, deep respect yeah. and I love yeah. working with, you know, these amazing artists. Oh, yeah. But I also am so frustrated. And this, I, this is not just dance. I mean, it's extreme in dance. Yeah. But that point at which, you know, you turn 30 or 35 or God forbid older and you're <laughs> still doing it. you people are like, oh, how's that? Mm-hmm. Are you, or you're not, are you going to kind of segue out or are you going to, are you still performing? Yeah. Still? I get that all the time. So you still dancing? Are you? Gonna,
1: you're just mostly doing choreography you
0: now. Are you? Are you
1: doing that? Just kind of like it's some like really weird proclivity, like some twisted proclivity. Like yeah. Oh,
0: oh, you're into that. Well, I mean, you know, hey, whatever. You know, whatever. You to do in the privacy oh, of your own. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And oh, and it also has the tinge of, oops, somebody should have told you that your best before date yeah. has already come. Oh, yeah. did they? Do-
1: oh, yeah, yeah. They should have. That's like no. the that's like the elderly aunt who's like, well someone should have told her that that's, her skirt was stuck in tucked into her pantyhose. Yes. You know. Absolutely. She's gotta let her know. Somebody's gotta let her know. Yeah,
0: it's her skirt is tucked into the back of her pantyhose and there's a train of toilet paper right. also hanging out of the back of the pantyhose. So that's being a dance performer after you're forty. That's what it is. <laughs> that's that is exactly what it is and nobody's they're they're indicating that there, you should look behind you. Yeah. They're indicating that, but they're not explicitly saying. Right. Because it's just well, I guess we're not are we not doing that? Are we not telling them? Right. So, anyway, my
1: And then there's the there's the kind of um there's the slow clap too, right? The like wow. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. I mean, and the and I I identify with that. Yeah as a fat performer, because I get a, I get a lot of slow clap stuff. I get a lot of slow clap. Like if I'm in, if I'm in a lot of, a lot of spaces in the world and not behaving as people expect me to behave. Right. Right. So if I, when I used to, I used to go to this one yoga studio all the time. And whenever there was a new instructor, they would like come up to me afterwards and be like, you are very good. And I was like, I am average in this class but I am definitely the fattest person here. So I think what you mean is, wow, if I had that situation, I would not leave the house. So thank you for having the bravery to do that. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> Isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the, you're so brave. Oh, yeah. That thing. Wow. I just, this is a public service announcement <laughs> for anybody who's listening. And if you've ever gone up to a performer that maybe did not meet your expectations and then said, oh, you're so brave. You're going to need to not do that anymore. And And just just stop before you start. You're going to have to stop. I did a show, um, perhaps the best titled show I've ever done called Porno Death Cult. (laughs) And in the show, uh, this is after I had my baby, um, who's eight. Yes, I still have a postpartum body. He's eight. I don't (laughs) care. We're extending the postpartum. Thing.
1: It's still postpartum, right? You're yeah. not going prepartum.
0: No. So yeah, this is for uh, forever. Yeah. I, this is my postpartum body. <laughs> anyway, so I like in in the course of the show, I strip down to my underwear and do some rather explicit gyrating, <laughs> and the number of women who should know better who afterwards said, "You're so brave. Mm-hmm. You're so brave. I just wanted to poke their eyes out." Yeah. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, that was so great. What fabulous dancing or what an interesting piece or anything like that. It was definitely that thing. And it's about expectation. And
1: you said. And shame, right? And shame, yeah. Like if I were, if I were, Mm. if I were that situation that you are currently putting on with your body, I would be too ashamed to do the things that you're currently doing with that body. Right. Right. Or, or, and often, like, I have, I hold so much shame about my own, like, for me, like, there's so many people that hold so much shame about the fatness that they have. Right. Wherever that is. Yeah. And however it's perceived and however much it bothers them, that they just, like, they see it through that, right? You can only, that's human. Totally. So they're like, wow, how do you, how do you navigate through all that shame? And the answer is, like. Well, I think I just don't feel as much shame as you do. Right. They're displacing their shame on you. Yeah. 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 But I mean, also, like, for sure. Do I struggle with that? Yeah, I definitely struggle with that. Yeah. I'm human. I'm a woman in the world. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not brave.
0: No. No. No, and yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so once you start kind of peeling back the layers, it's just so obvious what it is. Um, and do you think in theater, do you think it's, I mean, it's different than dance, but mm-hmm. but it's still
1: very there, oh, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's, it's still
0: just huge. there, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's, I mean, really, like, there are... I think th- I, what I've seen over the last like f- 10 to 15 years in in a lot of casting in theater is there's just there's this lovely opening up of casting casting people who don't just look white right and don't just look heteronormative mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and in I in m- most cases, what that ends up looking like is, like, we used to only cast tall, thin, beautiful white folks. And now, we cast some tall, thin, beautiful non-white folks. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Done. Check. We're so... Is it waked? Is that how you say it? <laughs> um, so... You know, while I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm really glad that I'm not just seeing, like, all white folks up there. This is really nice. Yeah. Also. And. Right? Yeah. Yes, and. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am into a yes and in that situation. Right? And I don't, it's, it's, yeah, it's nowhere near happening. So I know, yeah, it's tricky. It's It's it's, super tricky. It's really tricky, right? Like, it's part of the reason why, uh, I think... Like as a as a young artist, in many ways, I was really drawn to more. Like my 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 natural kind of taste went to when I was very young before I went to theater school. Went to pretty traditional stuff. Like I was into like it's like wow if I could just do like uh, some Oscar Wilde and Shakespeare all the time that'd be mm. awesome. And I I do not have a problem with either of those playwrights. Uh, Well, some of the work is not great, but, uh, (laughs) but I think that, like, I, I was really lucky to be able to chance into a theater training program that was very different than that. Right. And it, and it helped me, it, it, it woke me up to like a whole world of really weirdo, great, fantastic art. Right. Um, but. Also, I really learned that living in the body I live in, there was not going to be a place for me in most traditional work. Right. It just, it's just wasn't going to happen. Like, yeah. you know, maybe the occasional maid. yeah. But, but as, as long as we can laugh right. at the fact that she has a big ass. Yeah. Great.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So, you know, that's not super interesting. <laughs> it gets boring pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so funny. No. So, Yeah. You know, so I think, like, that. that's why – that's one of the reasons why I realized early on that I, I needed to be involved in, like, work that was new work and mm-hmm. um, devised stuff and just working with people who are already wanting to break boundaries, already wanting to do interesting, cool, different, weird stuff. They were generally more apt to also say, oh, what about – subverting expectations around body right. right and body shape and yeah and that so of course that is that's it's I'd be curious to hear about whether you feel this way in working really contemporary dance as well that I think it's easy to assume that because people have really uh, experimental or avant-garde tastes in their, art practice, that they are also really innovative in how they think about who is in the room. Mm -hmm. And I found that that's not necessarily, that doesn't necessarily go together. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think
0: they can be actually mutually exclusive and um, that we all have to be really cognizant and, and brave enough to bring these things up because... Absolutely. I mean, there's some fantastically, you know, boundary pushing, super interesting work in contemporary dance Mm -hmm. that is very, that has big, big blind spots. And, you know, people who really don't want to have those conversations, those Mm -hmm. hard conversations that will challenge. Um, But fortunately, I think there are, you know, in theatre and in dance, and often there are people who are doing interdisciplinary work, Mm -hmm. I find, are are much more... um, equipped, willing, interested, curious in yeah. the conversations and the the hard conversations that are really just conversations about like, oh gosh, I'd like to have my mind changed about this thing. You know, I mean, yes. it's not, it's yeah. not awful. I think there's this, you know, this idea that mm-hmm. all are, cause we all have, we're all, you know, racist prejudice. We all, we have all these things. Mm-hmm. So why don't we do a little clutter clearing? Because <laughs> I love a little clutter clearing. Yes, I will yes. clutter clear anybody's house. Anybody want me to come over? I will clutter clear. Yes. I will do it with this accent though. So just be warned. I would, um, be, I would happily be your assistant. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, we could probably make a lot of money. Yeah, we probably could. So many things. So make many more things. More money than what we do. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but it. But just like that, you know, just the idea that it's not awful. No, to to challenge and to be wrong. And yeah. to go like, oh, gosh, I used to think
1: this. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of not great. Well, and and just going on what you said, like it really, I think it is about being curiosity driven, right? Yeah. It's because it's not like, please, uh, uh, please, buddy, do me a favor. Like, do me a favor and and have some different bodies in the room. Yeah. It's like, do yourself a favor. Right. Paint with all the colors. Like, yes. right? Like, like, work with. Work with all the flavors. Like it's just gonna be Let's do yourself a favor.
0: Yeah. Let's not let's you know, otherwise it's it's craft dinner with hot dogs. Yeah, and And it's
1: I mean, I I understand that it's it is it's hard, right? You have to you can't use the same shorthand. Like if you're working yeah, if you are used to working with like a company of everyone is five foot nine. And they're all, like, you know, it's just, like, it's this court of ballet. Like, you're used to working yes. with, like, they're these, like, little mannequins that all are the same size. As, as it, Agnes right? DeMille called them, <laughs> the moving wallpaper. Exactly. Love That's that. terrible. <laughs> That's so brutal. But it's yeah, brutal. So if you're used to that, then you can use, I would imagine that you can really use some choreographic shorthand to yeah. put dance on those dancers Mm -hmm. that you can't use when you're when you're collaborating with different people in the room and that's like just what you said is exactly the thing
0: is is the thing is putting something on your interpreters yeah as opposed to making something with yeah people and I think what I'm interested in and and I think this comes from like I'm just listening to you I mean I have a different experience of being like a weird kid and I went to ballet school, and I was, like, the right size and yeah. the right weight, yeah. but I was, like, way more interested in making the other little girls laugh at the bar. <laughs> at yeah. Winnipeg, when we did, there was a, a talent show. Mm-hmm. All the other little girls put on their little tutus yeah. and did, like, little solos. Sure. I put on a bed sheet, <laughs> green mascara, <laughs> green eyeliner, and I did a soliloquy from Romeo and Juliet. And I was Sad. like, why is everybody not thinking this is wonderful? I don't understand. <laughs> But it's yeah. that thing. Yeah. So you realize that you actually have to, you have to be the activator or, or find, find people who are activating from a different place from within really, yeah. because you're not going to fit into this thing. Yeah. I, in, and in dance, there is, I mean, I think this is, you know, definitely in theater too, in rep theater and stuff like that. Well, we mm. have to find a person that will fit
1: into the costume. Yeah. Right, yes. will she fit into or the just, costume? Or just fit into the expectation of the audience? Right, like mm-hmm. no, the oh, the audience will never believe that Anne of Green Gables could be a South Asian woman. Like, you know what? I really feel like the audience is gonna be okay with it. They know the story; they're gonna get it. Yeah, their brains are not gonna explode. No. It's gonna
0: be okay. They're gonna be
1: fine. Right? They're gonna <laughs> yeah. be fine.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And that's that's also a super good point about just like how much credit do we give our audiences? And I think it goes to like the, you know, presenters in everywhere, especially small places. And Mm -hmm. I meet presenters in some of these small places that have like fantastic vision and are like, no, we're just going to, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to bring it in. And I'm going to deal with, you know, these few people who are going to have a big hairy canary about it, (laughs) but we'll sit down and we'll have a talk back and we'll have some food together and we'll. Uh, and realize that actually the audience is,
1: we're all much more human than I, we give each other credit for. Yeah, I mean, this, this actually goes back to something that I, I encountered when I, so I've been working on a, uh, writing a piece. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the piece that I'm writing is a cabaret show. And so there was a moment I was working with my dramaturg, the extraordinary Joanna Garfinkel. So extraordinary, it's truly extraordinary. Yes. And uh, so there was a moment when we were working together. This is many months ago, and uh, I was really struggling with some of the writing, and it was coming out like I thought. Oh, this is just this is just like a fun way of putting some things that are mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. And, and her interpretation was like, wow, that is really, that's some mean talk about yourself. That's some that's some mean talk. Oh. And I was like, oh, interesting. Oh. And um, I think that the turnaround for me was, is essentially the message I got from Joanna was, imagine, if you will, that your audience, rather than populating your imaginary audience with people who hate and despise you, imagine, if you will. Populating your imaginary audience with people who can relate to what you are going through. Oh. Like, wow. What if those people also have experiences that, that are not maybe like the identical experience that the character is having, yes, but they can somehow relate to yes. that. So they are actually like, they have, you know, they're humans with feelings and they're not just mean robots. And I was like, oh, 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 I see. You want me to write from Whoa. that perspective? Oh, well, hey, I don't know about these that. <laughs> But it was, it was so funny that it was such a revelation. That is so interesting. It's I like, completely resonate with that. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What if you imagine that the audience is actually rooting for you? Yeah. That is, that is a different experience. And it's, it's mm. also true. Like, come on. I mean, it's true. It is is true. There are, of course, a couple of weird ding-dongs always in the house who are like, I am going to really enjoy hating everything that happens. Totally. But most, they're few and far that's between. Not true. It is
0: mostly, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I, absolutely. Instead of approaching the art making with that, like, I'm a bit of a freak, so yeah. I'm going to have to, like, couch this in a certain way so you can t- take it instead of, like, and we've all had these kinds of feelings or these
1: kinds of experience where we can, uh, we all have entry point. Yeah. And I mean, also, let's be real. Like, these are folks who are coming to see contemporary performance. They're <laughs> probably a little freaky. Like, let, let, let's be real. What? Absolutely. Absolutely. These are not
0: some of my family members who live in Calgary, for example. Same. And say things like, are you still doing that dance thing? little oh, dance? Are yeah. you still doing your little dance thing? Oh, yeah. Do you, have,
1: you must have another job. How do you do that? Yeah. How do you do that? My grandmother, uh, oh, my word. Uh, she, used to, she used to say, you know, it's fine. I mean, you can do that. I don't, I don't, I don't go in for that. You um, <laughs> don't go in for that? Theater uh, uh, and, you know, those things. But um, you know what you should do is you should, you should get a good job as a as a as a mail carrier cuz you know it's a good job and you get exercise it's good it's good. to get lots of exercise oh, fun! it's good for you. Yeah. oh it was, it was great it was a good that's so like, nice thanks that's so thanks.
0: so good thanks for, for one's
1: um love it sense of self
0: great and, uh, love it what you really want to do by the way oh. apparently you
1: can survive on like a lot of racism oh yeah a great deal of hatred yes and regular fiber and exercise well into your nineties. See, isn't that unfortunate? <laughs> yes. I mean, not my that grandparents I want... who were not like that are—they're dead, and they were Aww. lovely. I had this extraordinary grandfather who used to see all the super weird stuff that I did, like yeah? weird stuff. Wow! I mean, he would come to see something if I was like in university and, um, you know, like operating the sound. He would come and see he it. He would come. He would come to everything. Aww. he came to see a show once. That was a show that I directed in the same evening. There was a Sam Shepard's show that somebody else had directed. Mm -hmm. And in the Sam Shepard's show, um, it's called Red Cross. There's like an extended monologue that this guy has about how he has crabs. I know this play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a weird weird show. So my grandfather comes to see the whole evening of performances. And at the end, he said, so Papa, what did you, what did you think of the show? Yeah, that was good. That was good you know, I had claps once <laughs> in the Me. Like, okay. Well, Hey, and you know, like, honestly, to oh. this day, I still think like, yes, that is how I want audiences to interact with, with theater, with, with performance. I yeah. want them to, I want them to feel like everything that I feel and experience in relationship to this work that I just saw uh-huh. is completely legitimate. And as and a, a like a legitimate part of the conversation with the artist. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Like I love that he was just like, yeah, well, that's, what's wrong with that, right? You just, you just engage with it from where, from your perspective. Exactly. And not,
0: and not being afraid of your perspective. I think so many people are afraid of, oh gosh, I thought it looked like an elephant. That must be wrong. Yeah. Oh no. I going instead of like, when I, I think it drives people crazy, but when, people ask me during Q and A's like, Mm. well, well, what was, what was I meant to feel? You know, that kind of thing. And you know, well, what, what was that meant to mean at the end when you did blah, blah. Right. Um, And I always say, well, what did you see
1: Mm. and what did you feel?
0: And that that's right. This is a, this is a, you know, when I do a solo show, it's like, well, it's a two-hander now. It's a duet. It's you and me. And your contribution is just as important as my contribution, and it wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this if you weren't here. You know, yeah. I mean, I can do it by myself only so long. Yeah,
1: before I've really I've heard all of my jokes. <laughs> <And> oh, <although laughs> they're really funny. Of course they are. Um Just like cobble them together. You build them with like Lego sets. Like totally. take out this part and add in a corner piece That's and then really until good. it's perfect. Lego because well, mm. humor is it's so scientific, right? Like humor is so. Humor is like arithmetic, like you can make a proof, like it just, the jokes, so they true. just, they just work. Yes. And you've got to build it and then like, oh, no, shave a little bit off the end, substitute in that piece, a little bit longer here. Yeah. Little word with harder consonants there, ba, 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 and then funny. And that's,
0: it's what's so rewarding as we segue into comedy mm-hmm. about comedy Especially, I mean, for me, like, I work in contemporary dance, but, like, my work is based in comedy. You're
1: hella, um, you're hella funny.
0: That's the thing. Thank you yeah. so much.
1: It's the only thing I,
0: it's my base desire in life. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, and I can still do the splits. But anyway, but, but, but we were talking about this. I was talking about this with some people I was working with lately. Um, and how satisfying it is to do comedy because it's, like, it's either funny or it's not funny. Yeah, right, nothing personal. It's like math. It's like it's either right or it's wrong. The tower stands or it falls over. Yeah. And so much of what we do as artists is like, I don't, is this a thing? Is it, are we, do you understand? Yeah. And that's hard. That's yeah. a hard
1: place to live all the time, right? Yeah. 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 But like if, if the joke is funny, it's just, it just is. And it's context dependent, right? Like it, yeah. you really have to work the room the people, the performers, the whole like everything, but yeah, it really is just like a little like little Rubik's cube, just mm. great, works, funny, and that's why like, I have never wanted to be a stand-up comedian, but they are interesting individuals, so interesting. Uh, you see them when they talk about things they. When they talk about uh, other work, like other comedy work, uh-huh. they don't. They're not like, <laughs> they're like, you know, something will happen. They'll go, oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, totally. They're like, yeah, funny. Not funny. Funny. Oh, yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah. So funny. And they're just like, it, and, but, you know, us like normal folks who aren't like comedian scientists are too busy laughing our ass off. We're like, mm. that's so funny. But they, they just see it. This thinking, podcast you know, like, yeah. is everything good. I think wherever you have expertise as, a, as an artist, you know how the sausage is made, and so you, there's a certain amount of special joy that you take in knowing how it's made.: Yes, but it's not the same thing as being like, oh, That was magical. You're like, it's surprised. Right? And delighted, and, yeah. and you
0: just you hit the nail on the head, I think, is knowing how something is constructed. Yeah does take some of the magic out of it. It makes it, like, interesting, like, you're a scientist. And, Ah. I mean, very much so, I think. Uh, Playwriting is like that, too. If you know the construction of it and how these blocks need to sit next to each other, Mm -hmm. we're just going for the Lego metaphor here. We're just (laughs) going for it. Um, Versus if you don't, and then it's like, oh, wow. Like a really amazing meal. And you put something in your mouth and you're like, Holy shit, I do not know what those flavors are, but they're amazing. Right? Versus the chef who knows, like, well, that's us zoom in with like, a little fenugreek. Yeah, it's and a,
1: just fennel. like you put a little fleur de sel at the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it That's exactly it. It's, it's, I, and, and I, I, like, I don't know. I think part of um, sticking with a long career as an artist is about like you really you just enjoy that you don't you don't you don't mourn the loss of the surprise and the magic instead you go, no, I really love seeing something and seeing how it was put together yeah there's just a there's hmm. a really profound joy in appreciating another artist's work and how they like seeing. Oh, that's the choice they made. I would never have thought of that choice. yeah, how interesting. and you see like how how that choice led to another choice. It's like a domino thing right um that's yeah, that's i mean that's just fun,
0: yeah, but that's i mean it's a good that's kind of like a longevity in terms of like appreciating art and making art. As we go into our 40s and 50s. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. 50. It, thinking about 50. 50's it's not here yet. It's, nigh. it's not here yet, Melanie. It is nigh. <laughs> it is.
0: There's, a, there's a little, just a, ever, a whiff so, ever so faint whiff.
1: Just, But it's a few years off. The odor of 50, I think mm. it smells like giving mm. zero fucks that's what I'm hoping that it. I think, I think it does is.
0: I think it's because right now we're kind of like we could give like a two fucks yeah I give two fucks two to three yeah yeah um but 15 is like oh. I got no more <laughs> you're on your own but the thing about um appreciating that everybody everybody makes as artists we make choices and that's kind of what it's about it's about making choices and um <laughs> That's Melanie's <laughs> husband laughing in the background. Isn't that good? That's good. Um, let's keep that. Um, and that each choice leads to then another unique choice so that, you know, I keep, you know, just trying to think about this thing of like, why keep making art? Why make art in, in the first place mm-hmm. is because your choices are going to be unique, mm-hmm. even if they're similar. And mm-hmm. even if we recognize, mm-hmm. we need to recognize, but then we see the little turn. Mm-hmm. The little oh interesting, okay. Um which is so delightful. It's, oh yeah. And it's that connective tissue between between us.
1: Yeah. And it it, it it I think that's I don't know, I remember uh when I was very young. And uh just a couple of years ago. Oh sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. A couple is twenty. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, because now... A couple of decades. Now a couple of years
0: is yeah. 20 years. Uh, <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it was like, <laughs> oh, damn, that was 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> Back prior to the turn of the century. Oh, <laughs> sense. Oh, yes. Uh, I just... I had gotten into this rhythm, I think, when I was... Because I was seeing a lot of theater. Yeah. And, and a fair bit of dance. And I'd gotten into this rhythm of just... I'd see a show and then I'd just kind of like, just kind of, you know, really highlight all the stuff I didn't like. It was yes. easy for me to see the stuff that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was fortunate enough to notice that the mentors that I had at that time, who I respected the most, whenever they talked about shows that they had seen, they always talked about what worked. Primarily, rather wow. than what didn 't work, yes, and they talked about potential and what could have been, and what like even in a show that was just like a real stinker, mm-hmm. um, they they found a way to find something in the show that was that 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 they were curious about and and at the time, I remember really just thinking like, ah. Oh, yeah, I got to stop with this business. I got to do that. It, that n- no more. Oh, this yeah. this negativity is, it's it's lazy. It's artistically lazy. And I want to be, I, I, yeah, I want to be more rigorous as a, as a viewer, as a, mm. as someone who receives other people's work. Right. And that is going to involve looking at everything and from, Through a lens of curiosity and like what, you know, not just like everybody has a place in the world and everyone's work is fantastic. Everyone's work is not fantastic. No, Art is just like everything else. Most of it is mediocre. Some of it is very bad and some of it is very good. Just like everything else. Just like everything else. That's right. But to see real value, right? To see like, I'm curious about that. And what I love most is after seeing something, getting together with another artist friend and talking about like, what if, what if, and in that moment this happened? Oh yeah. Oh no. But then you'd have to do, yeah. But then what if, what if you built a thing here? And what mm-hmm. if you had a moment there? And what if instead of this, it was that? Right. That.
0: It's like a play. Yeah. It's another place of growth yeah. or of curiosity. Like you say, instead of that, because that negativity It stops. It's
1: just, it's just, that's it. And it's not generative. It's not an artist. Yeah, absolutely. So like all I want to, I want to say, and I want to see, oh, I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Oh, that's not, I mean, and that's part of why I love being a director is that as a director, you get to go into the room and surround yourself with people who could come up with things you would never come up with in a million years. Right. And then you get to make it your job to do everything that you can to support them coming up with those great things.
0: Mm.
1: It, it's amazing. It's so
0: much fun. It's amazing. And and such a very good uh, description of what a good director does. Because um, it's not, it's not always that way. But those are the best oh, no. rooms. Yes, <laughs> yes, I think we know. We know. We know. <laughs> we know of which we speak. Um, but when it is that way, how fantastic! How collaborative! How um, empowered! And those—that's when the fantastic ideas, because everybody feels comfortable, and I feel like such an important thing is to feel comfortable about, like, okay, this might be a really dumb idea,
1: and just like that's—that's yeah. that's okay. Yeah, um, yeah, and just kind of having the audacity of. Trying something that is very likely to fail. Yes, or that you don't know. I remember uh, reading uh, about the director and Bogart, and mm. her um, one approach that she employed in the studio would be there would be a moment where something needed to. There was some intervention that was required on behalf of the director. Yeah, and she would just say, "I know." And then get off her stool and trust that by the time she got to the space, she would have something to say that was valuable. Love it. So just, like, jump off the cliff and say, and assume, I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like little kids. Yeah. Little yeah. kids when they're like, what do you want to play? Let's pretend. And by the time they're like, let's pretend we're butterflies with dragon heads. And we're printmakers. Yes. Let's pretend that that's going to be good. Right? And there's no, like, okay, this could be a, maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Maybe the part about the printmakers, that's, I don't know,
1: maybe that's not going to work. And, of course. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm trying to access right now, because I'm a, as a playwright, because, because I'm a very new playwright yeah. and an older performer and director. <laughs> So this is a new process in playwriting for me. And so it's, uh, I think I talked before about like how to get the words out of the pencil, like how to make the words come out of the pencil. Right. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. That pencil. Uh, sharpen, it <laughs> sharpen it again. Sharpen it again. Sharpen it again. Shake it. Shake it up. But yeah, it's about having that kind of, that kind of mind. Like you, you mm. talked about before. I remember talking with your son about just like, Yeah getting out of your own way and just letting the first draft be whatever comes out totally and not, not stopping that before it comes out of the pencil. Yeah. Going, Oh, well that, that might be embarrassingly silly. How like, wonderful that might be, that might be, or I think more realistically for me, I'm pretty into silly, but I think what I will tend to shut myself down with is, um, uh oh that's that's cliche or that's, oh yes or that's expected or or we've seen that a million times before mm. like that's derivative right that's derivative oh yeah
0: but i will say and i think edward Locke, the choreographer um la 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 human steps mm-hmm. i think he said this quite a long time ago um that we're all making the same piece over and over and over yeah. again. And that's okay. Yeah. And, and you're going to borrow from yourself and you're going to borrow and steal from everybody else around. And that actually those are all your doorways into the new, because it's going to be new because it's coming through you. Yeah, um, But I know it's so hard. It can be so hard in the, in the process. To let go of that, mm-hmm. um, it's like I, I have this. I, the it's like a mean little monkey with glasses and a and a pencil. It's this yeah. editor. It's this, yeah. which you know, our editors are very important, but they're not invited. They should not be in the room at the beginning. <laughs>
1: yeah, you just got to like give them a chew toy and send them into the corner. Yeah, that's right. Be like, are you? Do you want a sandwich? Go take a sandwich. Go in the corner. Exactly. Thank you, thank you. I know because that that little gremlin, yeah. is is trying to protect you, yeah right, trying to protect you from uh, from, from people saying mean things about you. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> so you go, thank you. I really appreciate you trying to protect me, but actually i I don't need your protection right now. This is a room. that's why you do all that work to build a safe space in a studio for yourself, yeah. or a sacred creation space, or whatever that is, right, yeah. So that you can say, "Actually, I'm safe. I'm good. You can take a break. Go have like a, one of those uh, uh, unicorn lattes." I think my gremlin likes unicorn lattes, so I just send him off to do that. That sounds very sound likely. Disgusting, but I feel like my gremlin would like them. Yeah, totally right. Um, you know, and just like and, and that because it's okay. Like they don't you don't need them to protect you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Because that's all they want to do It's just it's that so voice true. is just protecting you.
0: Yeah. Totally. And sometimes with the most piercing
1: unkind tone, but if oh, you can oh, for sure it's, it's such a, a, it's the kind of protection that it's just you know? not pleasant. Yeah. Like, oh do you are you sure you want to go out in that? Yeah. You know Is that what you're wearing? You know, is that, that what you're uh, gonna wear? You know you that can that, you can see your
0: gut, right? Yeah. You know, do you want me to do you want me to put some darts in that right? so you, yeah. you don't I, yeah, do you yeah. did you have you been to the
1: hairdresser? Did baby? you? Did you look in the full-length mirror? Just did, yeah. Are do you
0: not have any mirrors yeah. in your house right now? <laughs> do you, you mirrorless right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's, let's finish up. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you. And I will um, I'll get your bio and everything. Yeah. All right. I'll put that up on the website before before
1: you stop. Yes. I did want to say. Tell me. I I did want to thank you for uh, inviting me to be a part of the, the body project thing that you presentation in progress. Yes. Performance. You had a fire hall. It was. Oh, it was,
0: it was, it was a lot.
1: I mean, we're
0: going to have to talk more
1: about this. It was. uh, Hmm. so the the piece itself is extraordinary, and the and you and those other extraordinary dancers are just so much about what I think is it's like the best kind of artwork. Mm. You know, it's people who are really coming at it from who they are and bringing a hundred percent of their body, mind, spirit intelligence wisdom goofiness to something Mm -hmm. and having it be really like really, really sophisticated and really, really approachable.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: That, that was yeah. Amazing. And also just like to invite to, I think to invite a bunch of people in the room to be a part of this, to be, to reflect the, a part of the diversity of bodies that exist in the world. Mm -hmm. That was great. And, and it was really powerful for me to do it. And also, so I was like, oh yeah. I'm, uh, like when you, when you asked it yeah, first, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, of course. That sounds great. Terrific. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Tell me. The, we, then I got to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a really interesting moment. I had a moment of, cause it wasn't this way in the studio with like in, in rehearsal. Yeah. The studio was, a, it was, yeah, it was not this way at all, but I got to the theater and Uh, and there were audience people, you know, those audience people in the lobby, (laughs) they were in the lobby and I was like, Oh, this is dance audience. (laughs) Oh boy. And if you're listening, you know who you are,
0: you know, you know,
1: and I, and I had a moment where I, I thought, I thought to myself, Oh, I, I am the embodiment of their worst nightmare. And I'm going to be, I'm going to take off my clothes on stage. Mm. Wow. And I really, I had a little bit of a freak out. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to think about like, what if maybe I am not the embodiment of every human's worst nightmare? Cause that might be a bit extreme. I'm just saying might be a yes. little, little extreme. little extreme, little extreme. Yes. I'm sure it's true for some folks, but Hey, we're not doing it for them. Right. But so it was like really, really scary and great. Mm. And so yeah, thank you.
0: Thank you. Oh my God, thank you. That's so it's so um important. It's so important to me. And I and it's just so such a gift that we're all up there together. Yeah. And I'll I'll post so a little trailer where you see all these beautiful people come out of the audience onto stage with us. Um Because it's, I mean, that's the thing I'm just so interested in and it's it's kind of missing in dance. We sit there and we look at all these like thoroughbred ponies, beautiful, thin, young people, really young, really young, really amazing. It's nothing about that, but we don't see ourselves. Unless we are those people. And when we are those people, fantastic
1: but even, like, the fullness of, like, what is it to, to... Because I believe to be a dancer is to live with injury. That is oh, a, yes. Right? So what is it to see that? What is it to see the full spectrum of what it is to live in a human body?
0: Yeah. Right? Exactly. Including
1: injury and age and all different kinds of yeah ways of being in the world.
0: Yeah. Because when we see it, we identify and then we accept all the parts of our... All the injured parts of ourselves, all the parts of ourselves that you know don't yeah. fit into whatever
1: ideal we've been fed along the way and um yeah i it was it was incredibly moving it was incredibly moving to be a part of it and to see that like when i saw it in rehearsal the first time I cried yeah it just it was, it was very moving yeah it, and it and it reminds me of another moment that happened recently where i i watched uh so when Lizzo was on Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. Lizzo whom I love mm-hmm. was on Saturday Night Live and she did these performances and I watched the videos of them and I just started to cry
0: mm.
1: I just like I just started to cry and I was like what? I mean it's not a sad song right <laughs> no why are you crying <laughs> And and why I was crying was because there was, a, there was even, even at, at any age, there's still like a, there was a part of my child self who was finally seeing people with bodies who looked like hers who were dancing. Yeah. Because right. she had these extraordinary dancers with her. Yeah. And there were fat dancers. Yeah. And they were great. Yeah. And... It was just like, it just blew my mind and just started crying. Totally. So it's a similar kind of experience yeah. that I had watching watching you as dance artists just really, really live in your bodies.
0: Yeah. And imagine if we, I, I mean, that's, you know, it's my dream is that we all know that we're all dancers. Hmm. If you have a body, you're a <laughs> dancer. Oh, that's, that's it. Like to me, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. Because we all move. Yeah. In whatever way we move. Right. And if we all feel the, the potential and the joy of that and without any, like, oh, it's supposed to be like this and you have to look like this. And me, me, me. Um, <sighs> don't breathe and don't talk. Yeah, yeah. don't breathe. <laughs> exactly. Shut up and dance and suck in that gut. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine, you know, we just all be dancing, yeah. you know, and yeah, stay tuned. The Body Project is, is premiering soon. Ugh. Yeah. I've got plans. Good we'll talk. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And a huge thanks to Melanie Yates for sitting down and chatting with me. I feel like she and I could probably solve some of the world's big problems together. However, the pandemic, eh, not so Sure. Talking Shit with Tara Cheyenne is a production of Tara Cheyenne Performance, produced and original music by Mark Stewart. Stay connected, make phone calls, video chats, keep the creativity flowing between us and for us. Stay
1: safe. This podcast is effing good.